Hey there, it's me. It's Juliet, you know, host of Bachelor Party and Jam Session. And I want to tell you about one of my favorite shows on our network. That would be Higher Learning. Back in February, I ran a short excerpt from one of their episodes on here because it is hosted by Rachel Lindsay, and she was talking specifically about Chris Harrison. So I thought it was a conversation you guys might like. And if you did, I implore you to listen to their podcast more regularly. You know, go ahead and follow it on Spotify. They dissect the biggest topics in black culture, politics, and sports. And last week, they covered the repercussions of racism, unvaccinated in the NBA, and much more. You can find Higher Learning every Tuesday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, And it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. Will's hysterical. He's irrational. He came at me. He started with me. The jacket is a symbol of the disrespect that I continue to get. So the dude's going to get a little taste of his own medicine and I had to put him in his place. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm here with Callie Curry. Hi, Callie. Hello. Happy post-Halloween. It's Christmas season. How do you feel? It is not post-Halloween in my house. As you can see, we still have (laughs) spiders and webs up behind me. Um, And my daughter asked me yesterday when Halloween is next. Oh, my God. And I said, in 365 sleeps, because that's how you measure things by Sure. And she was like, that's a lot of sleeps. It really is. (laughs) She was like, I can can wear my Jesse costume. And I was like, yeah, you can wear it whenever you want, but no more Halloween. She's Does she like the Halloween. candy or she just like the dressing up? Uh, no, she likes the candy too. She had two lollipops last night and was going fucking nuts and then asked me for a lollipop at 745 this morning. And I was like, no. Oh, my God. Wow. That's intense. Also, can I just say this is sure. my first time trick or treating as a parent, right? 
I thoroughly enjoyed getting her dressed. I thought her costume was hilarious. She was so happy. It makes me happy. We went to a place that had great candy selection, like much better than I ever had. And my daughter is choosing Almond Joy. What? And um, what was it? Rolos and Rolos. Goop goop goppers. Goobers, goober, yeah. Something. Yeah. It's chocolate covered peanut. Great. And I'm like, <laughs> that was so dismissive. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like I was, I wanted to be like, Carter, what are you doing? Get in the game. You're shopping for me. <laughs> I mean, no Reese's. That's pretty rough. No, Reese's are my favorite. And there yeah. were so many that there was full Reese's bars. And she'd be like, hmm, Almond Joy, Milky that's, Way. That's a problem. Although I love Milky Way. One of my most controversial takes in life is that I also love Three Musketeers, which is like a reject uh, candy. Three Musketeers was another one. I don't mind Milky Ways. I mean, not my favorite, but I'm fine with it. Three Musketeers, no thanks. Because I remember back in the day, there was like someone that said that there was rat hair in it or something. Remember that? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Well, uh, I'm there's glad not, I was successful. By the way. Okay, good to, good to know. I love Three Musketeers. I think I, I don't know. I have weird candy taste. I only had one tiny piece of candy. I'm pretty proud of myself. Halloween. I didn't just, have any. It's over, except in your household. I was thinking about Halloween and I was watching this episode because I felt like Caitlin and Tasha looked like they were in costumes. I was like, are they dressed for Halloween or like Halloween themed? It was really weird. I don't, we don't need to talk about them very much, but that sort of, was one of the things I was thinking about. I just like, what's their styling? Caitlin's outfit at the at the um, rose ceremony was very confusing. I think their makeup was more of a concern. Yes, their I makeup didn't like was quite outfit poor either. But yeah, it was their makeup that was weird. Also, the rose ceremony. I feel like they were like there for six seconds. Well, that's that's usually what Chris Harrison used to do. I, I feel like Chris Harrison was there like a tad longer where it wasn't weird. Maybe because there's two of them seeing them both come in and out. I'm mm-hmm. like, what is going on? What was the point of them even coming in? Also, they're so unnatural that like when they arrive, it's like almost jarring. You're just like, why are Caitlin and Tasha here? So yeah, like they don't like Chris Harrison, like kind of like would blend into the scenery. He was like, just like kind of like a piece of the show. Their presence is like way more distracting. Yeah. And may- yeah, I think it's because there's two, maybe. And their lines are so scripted. I don't know. The Tasha and Caitlin hosting era, I'll be glad to put behind us. But yeah, it's not working right now. Let's continue to talk about the end of the episode, though, because I, I mean, there's a lot to dig into, but we have to start with Jamie, right? I mean, this is an all time implosion. I think after his one on one would have put money on him being a contender. And now he's gone. He, would, he got walked listen, out. He would have put money on him being a contender. <laughs> so you're not you're not alone. Uh, At least two people were betting on Jamie. <laughs> I thought for sure he would last longer because that's how the show usually works. I love that Michelle was like, you got to go. Also, it was not yeah. like a difficult decision for her at all. She didn't even really let him explain herself himself, even though, you know, whatever he would have said would have been bullshit. But there's been people that have been able to like talk themselves out of these situations. She was just like, I don't trust you. You got to go. Yeah. And then she didn't even walk into the car. She like got to the door and was just like, bye and turned around. It did tell me a lot about the hotel. It was like, oh, interesting. So like the main pavilion of this hotel is not on the ground level or it's like down or whatever. Down. She like walked yeah. him up, which was like, that's a very old school hotel. I just have to say, the, we'll come back to it, but the continued use of the sandbox by the pool for the show is like a, it's like a set. It's just gross. I'm not, yeah, I'm really not into it. Into it. Ugh, it's not, not cool. Um, there, there seems to only be like a few places though. Cause like they've also used that one bench 
Yeah. Like and, 50 times. Yeah. And the pool is just like major focal points. Like, isn't there more than one pool at this hotel? But whatever. Anyway, Jamie, that was a remarkable, just absolute implosion. As I said, I was really stunned when he talked to the producer. Like, I, I like this fourth wall breaking, but yeah, when he went to the producer was like, this is like a loser group of guys. First of all, don't completely disagree. But second of all, the hubris to think that like you could just do that is is pretty wild. Yeah, because he kind of acted like he was the ba- like he was the star, like he was the lead. Yes, yes, that's a great point. Also, it was like right after the date, he was like, "I need to speak to a producer." Like <laughs> what? And I then, know, like, is he so insulted about being around these guys? I don't know. And I wish, obviously they won't do this, but like we couldn't hear what the producer was saying. Like I was like, is the producer laughing with him right now? He sounds nuts. It was pretty weird. I think the producer must've been egging him on or something. I wonder if they like him. Like it just showed the back of the producer. So I'm like, is she laughing? Is she like engaging with him? Cause like he kept going. Right. And so he kept saying Michelle had spring break mentality, which first of all, what does that mean to you? Well, I don't think it means the same thing he was thinking about because I was like spring break mentality. Like when I think about spring break, when I was in college, there's a lot happening, lots of alcohol, partying, not a lot of sober moments, partying. Yeah. Maybe a lot of just making out people you've never spoken to, never will speak to. Who knows? I've never done that, but that's what I'm thinking about. Yes. (laughs) You know Um, how I feel about making out. Sure. So that, that's never happened. Oh, but. the kissing sounds this week were turned up so high and it was disgusting. Oh, I hated it. I also feel like the kissing was a little aggressive this week. I was wondering if that's a her. Well, let's come back to that. But anyway, so yeah. he's saying she's got spring break mentality. And it's like, is he talking like MTV spring break? Like Cancun, that's what I'm, that's, Montego yeah. Bay? Like that's what Panama I'm imagining. City? Yeah. Lake Havasu? Like yeah. all, of, all of the greats. <laughs> Uh, that's why I was like, I'm really confused. I don't get that from her at all. Is Me she neither. having fun? Sure. Isn't she? What do you? What do you want? You want this to be serious business? You're on the Bachelor. I know, like or Bachelorette. That, sorry. And yeah, it it almost made it seem like he thought she wasn't taking it seriously, but she's taking it quite seriously. He's just like this clown, and it, I thought like was he like saying she was not committing to one guy. Like she was being too much of like a player. It just, it didn't really make sense. Like unless he no. never went on spring break or watched any movie about spring break. I mean, it'd be really hard to have a different conception of spring break, but I think he does. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, also, it's very believable that he's never been on spring break. It's very believable that he's never watched a movie about spring break. I'm not really sure what. I mean, there's still so, so many great spring break movies though. I mean, or just like, you know, college age trip movies, Euro trip. That's a great one. I have to imagine he's talking about her like, like making out with a bunch of guys, but I'm like, that's the show. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's what you signed up for. And then he's like, the fact that I have to stick around for six more weeks. I know. He's just a lot of attitude and sass coming from him. And he was just laughing. It was true villain shit. I was like, wow, he is morphing into just an absolute all-time villain. I enjoyed that aspect of it. I was like, I kind of found it exciting, but I'm so confused by who this dude is. Like, it just doesn't even really make sense. He has so many tells as well. Like, when he's lying, there's a lot of ways to tell. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. The facial expressions of everyone while he was lying, like Rick, Nate, Casey, like they knew within three seconds that he was lying. Well, it's because he speaks so assertively. Like he like just like 
speaks with a ton of authority and he makes eye contact and he started bumbling and he would look away. People who can't make eye contact when they are talking and when like they usually do is a huge giveaway and he just can't hold it together. I didn't think he would crack so quickly. Well, he wasn't prepared at all. Like when he went up there, I felt like he felt good about himself. He was like jogging up the steps. (laughs) And then when they brought it up, like he had no lie ready. Right. Well, he was like, uh, uh, well, you know, it wasn't even really my comment. Well, my comment was, I'm like, excuse me. It was, it was 100% only your comment. Did he think that Michelle wouldn't tell anyone where this came from? I think he thought it was done. That it just like, they were moving on. He had yeah. like, he like op- I opened up sh- this doubt and then it was time to move on. Yeah. Cause I thought for sure that they were going to bring it up at some point in the episode, but they didn't at all. Like they right. waited for the cocktail party. So yeah. I'm sure he thought he was in the clear. Right. And also for us, it's been a short period of time, but it, I think it is like a few, at least a few days, like four or five days, right? If not a full week. And when you're just living that life every day feels so long. So it probably feels like a lot of time has passed to him. Yeah. Also like he had moved on. Remember like he moved on in the conversation. He was like, I could tell in her face. She didn't even have to say anything. I knew it. Yeah. So like, I think he was like, that's done. Like I close, close the case. What did you think about Nate's reaction to him referring to the audience? Oh, my gosh. Not even just that. <laughs> Nate's reactions that last 15 minutes of that episode made I was laughing out loud. I I like, loved it. I love I have to say Nate and JD from Survivor are are making me rethink everything I think about the single dangly earring for men. I just <laughs> <laughs> I was very anti, but Nate is just wearing it so well. Yeah. And I love Nate. What I he's so hot. Yeah, Nate is really pulling it off, I have to say. He looks um, so good. Yeah, he looks good. I actually really like him, like, in general. But then in this instance, I loved how Rick handled it with Michelle. Yeah, me too. And then he went and told Rick his, sweet. his trusty partners, Nate and Casey. Don't know why those two, but he tells those two. <laughs> and then, like, I felt like Casey was like, yeah, let's get him and let's tell him. And then when he came up, Casey said nothing. Nothing. And <laughs> <laughs> backed away. It's like the Homer Simpson gif of like backing yeah. away into the bush. <laughs> the only thing he would say is like, Nate would say something. He'd be like, yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Like I was like <laughs> <laughs> a true follower, like just the <laughs> definition of one. <laughs> but I also didn't think like Nate, Nate didn't lose his cool at all. Like he was no. asking good questions. Like, why are we talking about episodes? Right. So there was a couple of things that Nate did that I just found very soon worthy. First of all, Nate's confidence is just the hottest thing about him after his earring being number two. But when he, when he was like, are you threatened by Joe? And, at, and just like straight up asked Jamie that I loved it. Cause I was like, well, we know that you're not dude. You're just yeah. like throwing it out there. And I was just like, that is so hot. Cause he was like, I felt like he was like trying to figure out in his head. Why would he do this? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was just trying to like go through the motions of what's going on in Jamie's mind. And he was like, really couldn't get it. I loved it. That all he could come up with was insecurity, but he's also right. There's no other explanation yeah. really. I mean, he just, Nate crushed it. And Nate just being like, forget about episodes, like live in the moment or like live this. Yeah, I just thought was, was like, like really genuine. Like, yeah. He was like, we're in real life here. Like, why yeah. are you talking about the audience at home and episodes? Like, can we talk about what's happening right here? What, what, like, what made you say that there was no conversations. And then for Jamie to be like, well, I don't know who were having the conversations because I wasn't in them. Like I wanted them to be like, well, then how did you know to say something? 
Like that's back when Nate it made was no like, sense. Yeah. Nate was like, so you weren't in the conversations, but everyone was talking about it and you felt like you had to go tell her. Yeah. It just, it literally made no sense at all. Seeing and him have the Michelle, conversation with the producer though, seeing him have the conversation with the producer made me wonder if the producers gave him that information or if they encouraged him to bring it up with Michelle. Just because I'm like, oh, so did he like talk to them a lot? Was he in cahoots with them? I It opened up more questions for me than it answered, though I found it very entertaining. I have to assume that behind the scenes, like they talk to producers a lot. Yeah. They, I mean, I know they do. I know they yeah. do. So I feel like the reason why they broke the fourth wall was because they were like, this conversation is so crazy. We had to show people. Yeah. And, and just completely absurd that he thinks he could like run the show. I, I feel like Jamie whether it's inflated self-worth or an act, whatever, I think he expected to come into the show and just like run everything and be like equivalent though. He's though he doesn't understand spring break. He was like equivalent (laughs) of big man on campus or whatever. And the fact that he, a wasn't the only one she was interested in and B he couldn't control everything was like too much for him to handle. So he threw a grenade into the mix. I think that he was hoping for a, a Dale situation. Yeah, definitely. It's probably he only watched one season. It's a great point. And it was like, okay, I'm going to be the Dale here. Yeah, maybe that's because he's, he's like the fact that I have to split time with these guys and I have to last six more weeks. I thought the guys, the, the quality of men would be higher, which <laughs> you said you don't disagree. I think she has a decent group. Yeah, they're not bad. There's, there's a lot of guys that seem genuinely sweet, actually. There's sure. a lot of guys that seem sweet. There's more than like four I'm trying to think. I think there's like around three or four that I find actually attractive, which I don't know if that happens a lot. It's hard for me to say. I don't know uh, like um, who I actually find attractive. I would just say that like there, if you are a part of the Will and Peter situation, I understand why you would maybe be like, fuck this. Like, I hate all these. Like, these dudes suck. Those two guys do suck. Peter in particular. I was actually shocked Pizza Peter went Doughboy went home. I was like, oh, uh, I thought he's another thought one. I thought, more. yeah, I thought we'd have to deal with at least Jamie or Peter. Yeah. Um, also, I was shocked because last week, Will behavior to me, I didn't like. Hmm. And this week, I was like, wait, is Will okay? Is he <laughs> Will fishing his jacket out of the pool is really funny. I enjoyed but that. <laughs> I even even him like not reacting to Peter, I thought for sure he would tell Michelle, and he didn't even do that. Like, I know. I thought he he that's the best I've seen someone handle confrontation on the show. It's a good point. A lot of these guys do seem very set on just like having their own relationships and, and they seem to like each other, but don't except for the, like the sort of forced conflicts. They seem to actually yeah. like each other and just like want the time with Michelle. Yeah. 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 And there, I, I, well, and maybe that's why we're seeing more of, the relationships because there's not an enormous amount of drama between guys. Although the previews for next week seems to yeah, suggest a new villain. It's true. That is true. Who was it? I'm trying to remember the scenes from last week. I remember I watched it like pretty closely and then I was like, wait, what? Chris. Oh yeah. Chris, the commodities broker. Yeah. Very short. I said this, um, to Charlene and Andy on the Thursday episode last week, Chris, I don't trust because he works in finance, but he lives in West Hollywood. And like, that means he has to be either bad at his job or waking up at 4 a.m. every day. Short, Chris? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, if you're doing that, move to New York, dude, or London, or like Hong Kong. Just that's, LA is not the place to be a commodities broker based on the markets. I mean, the time's time tall, is just fucked up. Tall Chris had tall some time Chris. this week. 
Tall Chris oh had some God. time this Tall week. Tall Chris. Should we talk about that date? I just like, I just, before we do, just Michelle confronting Jamie in front of all of the guys. It was kind of like when Katie confronted Thomas, but yeah. so much better and so much more powerful and so much like more worth it. I was like, this is great. Jamie deserves it. Also, less drama. Like, yeah. it was just she like just straight got to rid the of point. It. And then she was like, you know what? I don't want to talk about this for anyone. Let's go. And then was like, thank you for your time. Goodbye. I think he was really surprised. I was surprised. I thought that like she would give him another shot or she would confront yeah, me him. Too. But I thought she would. I, it just showed me that it seems like she's really in control and she's sort of like doing it the way that she wants. But also, I will say, um, Katie season, you know, had its... Oh my downfalls. god! We didn't talk about Katie and Blake breaking up. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we've all moved on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I moved on like thirty seconds after I saw that they had broken up. Um. Yeah, we all moved on from Katie and Blake bre- breaking up very quickly. I don't care. She she did like a comedy show. She just wants to be famous. So I wish her the best. Whatever. I wonder if she wanted to be famous. Matt season. Yes. And then that. Yeah, because then that changes how I feel about her saying stuff about the girls. Yeah, I think she was just doing anything for the screen time. Yeah. So, whatever. Sayonara. What what I was going to say about Katie is, obviously her season had, you know, it wasn't the best season in the world, right? No, certainly not. But it seems like Katie started this whole, I'm going to do what I want thing. Yeah, I think that's true for the most part. It's funny. I've been thinking about Hannah Brown's season. Nate kind of gives me Tyler Cameron vibes where he's like, they're not that they're that similar, but I feel like their approach to the show is similar where they're both like so confident, like the sort of like the squabbles don't get to them. And they also then as a result, like instinctively defend and support the lead. I'm not sure if you know this about me, Callie, but I, um, I was Tyler. I'm like, I'm obsessed. (laughs) I'm like obsessed with him though. I I was like Tyler's first super fan. I love him. And so that's one of the highest compliments I could possibly give Nate. Where do you stand on Tyler? I, I like him. I, I wish that him. he could be the, the bachelor. bachelor. He yeah. would never. He's like beyond it. He's like, a, I know now he doesn't need it at all. And like, I can't remember who said this. He's got a, uh, a dance show was, coming. Maybe it was Nick Vial. Mm, your favorite <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Someone said it, but uh, maybe it wasn't him. Cause I don't know if that fits him but like it serves him negative to do yeah. like he's he's moved on to a different level of fame yeah so. yeah and he shouldn't do it he's also like he owns all of these like these like acai bowl places in florida now and stuff he's like diversified his portfolio and he's also like doing you know influencer stuff but like other stuff too um it's called free yeah. natives you can go to it <laughs> also i think like it makes me think was he just going to be famous? Like, there's not Tyler? that many people that are, like, that good-looking and confident and, you know what I mean? Tyler's literally the hottest person I've ever met in person. He has, like, insanely beautiful blue eyes. But moreover, he's legitimately really a nice, good person. It's so fucking crazy because he just doesn't have to be because he's so hot. So, was he going to be famous? I guess. But he was, like, modeling already in Miami. I guess he had just moved to New York. He probably would have been discovered in some in some At some point. Yeah. Or he probably would have dated someone. Yeah. It just like fast tracked him dating Gigi Hadid, basically. Yeah. For that wonderful it was, three weeks. It was going to happen, anyways. By the way, you know, Gigi might be back on the again. market. Yeah. She is single. Yeah. They said they broke up. So I don't know if Tyler's ready to be a stepfather, though. So, uh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes. That's a big step. Um, I it's like a Tyler. Lot. 
love a Tyler. Lot. Anyway, and Nate, I, I'm starting to like Nate a lot. Me too. too. And Nate really was giving me Tyler vibes because I remember when Tyler like intervened in some fight early on in the season with that guy um, whose name was Cam. ABC always be Cam, and I was just like, <laughs> it was. I thought it was really similar. So Nate is destined for big things. Also, being six eight, we love it. His height was really coming through this time too. I oh my gosh! Really the tell. previews for the previews for next I week. I know, <laughs> just towering. <laughs> um. By the way, I can say this now since I have told everyone that I had a child. Someone DM'd me and was like, "I hear newborn sounds in the background of your <laughs> podcast." <laughs> so for everyone listening. Yes, there are times every now and then where I breastfeed. So you might hear the occasional burp or suck sound and maybe even a fart or two. You want to know what? I'm proud. I'm proud to be a podcast (laughs) where a working mom can thrive. So that's great. I love it. Never stop. He uh, just spit up and it was really loud. So I'm like, someone's probably going to hear that. (laughs) Figured I would address the elephant in the room. Or the infant in the room. <laughs> this is a podcast where we support women and not in fake ways, but in tangible ones, like <laughs> like breastfeeding while on on the mic. It's great. Thank you. <laughs> Inspiration in a dirty shirt. <laughs> um. Yeah. It anyway, let's um, move on to these dates. We barely talked about them. Okay. First, first group. First date? group date. Yeah, we got this. The Top Gun Maverick publicity machine is rolling. Yeah, I didn't like the date. Being in one of those like G force simulators, like Michelle's, one of my worst nightmares. I get, I don't take Ubers because I get carsick, so I can't even imagine how I would do in that. I would vomit everywhere. I wouldn't do it. it I would just horrible. I have to say though, Glenn Powell and Jay Ellis, like maybe the best like celebrity cameos they could get at the moment. I feel like both the first of all, Jay Ellis already really big with Insecure being back. But I feel like in general, both those guys are just like beloved on the internet and going to have like a big end of 2021 because of the movie. So I was like, this is a huge get. I'm I'm sort of like jealous. Minus like, the singers. They yeah. have pretty good cameos like Lance Bass, Lil John, David Spade. <laughs> we love David Spade. Remember when Mila, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher were on it? That was exciting. Yeah, like I feel like they they do a good job with cameos. They're not. Like, it's not the same level for singers, but I think that comes with a higher, much higher price tag. (laughs) Definitely. And this was promotional, right? Like, there must, the movie's coming out soon. It's been delayed so many times. And I don't know. I was delighted to see them. I'd kind of forgotten about Glenn Powell, but I was like, oh, right. I love that guy. Can't wait for this movie. Jay Ellis looks like he should be a Bachelorette contestant. I mean, just like very handsome. Yeah. I think Michelle would be really into him. Oh, I mean, I feel like he's universally beloved. Yeah. Yeah. He's, what do I say? He is generally an attractive guy. Is that what I say? I mean, that's a pretty basic statement. So (laughs) probably. (laughs) I don't think that's what it is. (laughs) Universally accepted, universally praised. No, it's something about saying someone's like a a good looking guy. Oh, objectively attractive. Objectively attractive. I say that. I say that all the time. Yeah, Um, I think he's objectively attractive. They gave Peter the nickname of Doughboy, and I just absolutely loved the ethering of being like, that's a name for like someone who's who's in a gang, <laughs> not him. <laughs> He's soft. <laughs> I was, well, Doe soft. Um, right. I was thinking like, were they given like descriptions ahead of time? That was really quick. I'm sure they edited it to be shorter, but they probably were given some. They were probably, that was probably the easiest one because of the pizza dough or whatever. I wouldn't come up with that that quick. 
I don't know. I I'm, I bet they just were like given by the producers. It's not like they like really know anything. I wonder if they had fun doing it. Glenn Powell and Jay Ellis. I need them to like weigh in. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's have Jay Ellis on the show. Would love that. <laughs> I know. I was like, does he watch The Bachelorette? I need to know more. Did they know what they were doing? Probably does. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like most of the cameos are people that watch the show, but this is yeah. specific because it's like, like it's promo. Yeah. It's marketing. Yeah. Yeah. But they probably still had to like quarantine for it and everything. So yeah. Yeah. Who, kn- who knows? And then the guys did it and they were supposed to talk to her, like, like tell her how they felt yeah, while in the, like in the machine. That. It also is completely unrealistic to be like, you're about to throw up, but you're also, you know, finding like the words to say, Michelle, I think you're so beautiful or Michelle, I love you. Like completely unrealistic challenge. Whoever came up with it didn't actually try to do it before they suggested it. And then to make it worse, we have Peter speaking in Italian and Will speaking in (laughs) Spanish and Michelle's like translate. And it's just awkward because no one is actually talking to each other. It's just so weird. It's weird. It's weird regardless. Even even in English, like she's just like standing there. They're trying not to throw up. They're just saying whatever to get through it. It's not, it wasn't a good date. No. It, the only good part was was the two cameo guys. And then they have their after party where they yeah. go back to the, the sandbox, which is, I, I've learned through the DMs is a, like a part of this hotel. Like they just have a sand thing next to the pool. So I guess they didn't have to like bring it in or anything, but it doesn't make it any cleaner. It's still disgusting. Yeah. By the way, lots of DMs about the Chanel of dirt. Oh, really? Yeah. People agree. <laughs> what, what are they saying? Okay. <laughs> that was like, that was pretty good. I got like Chanel of dirt. Ha ha ha. I feel seen. I'm like, I'm not the only one that thinks that sand <laughs> is disgusting. It is. I did get, I know I did get someone DM me and saying that sand is cleansing. That's what I said. Yeah. And then when I did my Q&A, someone asked me, would I rather, what was it? Go to the airport without shoes on? Socks. Socks on? Yeah. Go to the airport without socks or get in the ocean. What was the answer? I said it was a nightmare of a question, (laughs) but I would rather get in the ocean up to my ankles in see-through warm ocean water. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's very specific. I always say I find sandboxes disgusting, but natural sand at the beach, I'm all in. I love love the natural atmosphere. Yeah, I don't think natural sand at the beach isn't disgusting. It's just unnecessary. I mean, it's it's part of the beach. There's no way around it. If you like Anyways, the beach, you have to accept sand. I don't accept the, sand by a pool, though, that doesn't move. That's yeah. disgusting. That yeah, is just, that's, why do they keep going back there? And she always has to take her shoes off. I just, I hate the sand pit. It's like, it's like a trap. The sand pit is objectively disgusting. Yes. 100%. I think everyone can agree <laughs> on that. <laughs> um, um, and they spend a lot of time in it. Yeah. And um, then against all odds, somehow though, will won the date Martin, who we hadn't really heard from yet, got the, the rose with Martin with the blonde hair, frosty, frosted tips guy, Lance Bass. I was really <laughs> into him, by the he way. Seems sweet. However, it was yeah. so awkward when they were just like 10 feet away from the rest of the group whispering yeah. to each other. No, obviously that wasn't like ideal, but I like that he was just like, fuck it. I want to check in on her. So if this is also like, you have to understand. And I feel like you've told me this. Other people have told me this, but like they don't get time, yeah. like a ton of time. So I feel like he, like, you know, we're only on week two, week three. He's 
probably like, this might be the only shot I have. So I want to do it. It's true. It's true. Even though it was awkward, I'm like, it's not as awkward because I understand his thinking, you know? Right. Right. He's shooting his shot. Shoot or shoot. Um, Yeah, but I also liked him. His personality seemed good when they spoke to each other. Like stuff that he was saying was all good and it wasn't corny or didn't seem rehearsed. I liked him. He seems like he also has like style and personality. Like he's not generic. He doesn't seem like one of the other guys. So I guess that's Yeah, the hair throws me, but um, everything else, I think... He he seems like a, a good genuine guy. He also he does seems seem like genuine. he's he seems more mature. I don't know. I if think he's it's older he's kind than of the rest. Chiller too. Like he's just kind of quiet, a little bit quieter, and like not flashy. Yeah. So. Speaking of quiet, hi Joe. <laughs> was Joe on this date? Oh yeah, he was. I forgot. Also, like up until the rose ceremony, I'm like, has he ever? Have we heard him speak? He's just incredibly shy. I have to say, I don't, I actually like, I know he's objectively handsome, but I find his personality to be just like, so just, he's just too shy for me. Like he seems really sweet. I'm sure he's great for someone, but I just, I would need a little bit more. And like, does he, what's he like as a partner? Like we have no idea because he doesn't seem to express himself that well, which is like, that's okay, but it's just not good for television or not good for television at all. He also seems really nervous on camera. You can like tell he's nervous, but I think that's attractive. Um, also I had the opposite effect. I have become more attractive to Joe. I like that. He's not the center of the attention of of center of attention. Wow. Uh, I like that. I like that. He's just like in the background and like, I think humor is like one of the number one qualities that I look for in a guy. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm hoping that he is funny, just not in front of people. There's literally like my, no evidence that he is. Like, I would yeah, never but, be like, that guy's so funny in secret. <laughs> there's no evidence that my husband is funny and he's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Well, people don't, people don't think he speaks. Well, you could tell them opposite. That's nice. So you're giving him the benefit of the doubt based on your life experience. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I, also, I, I, can't, I, I can't dispute that. <laughs> physically, uh, especially in suits, I'm like, wow, Joe is so good looking. Joe does look hot. I would say he, I, him and Nate are by far the hottest guys to me. There's no one even close after them. I, Nate's not just like in terms of their clothes, how they carry themselves. Like, like I said, I'm not that into Joe, but like objectively very good looking guy. Like, and I think the world is pretty into Joe. Joe. Yeah. Joe, Nate. I think Leroy is really good looking. Le- yes. Leroy is well. awesome. Loved, smile. Loved his glasses. I assume they're blue light glasses, but I don't care. I thought, <laughs> thought they looked really cute on him. I was really yeah. into style. Also, at mm. one point I paused it and like Leroy and his glasses was like right in the center of my frame for a long time. And I was like, cute. And he also just <laughs> looks more and more like a holiday brother. Yeah, it's, it's, actually, it's actually scary. Are the um, holidays aware of this? Like we need to tell them. Someone something. has to have told them. I hope so. It's too, it's like uncanny. Um, it, really, it really is. I will say that his smile is beautiful. Joe? He like had this. No. Well, oh, Joe Leroy? also. Yeah, Leroy. Yes. He also had this like moment that I thought was so cute during the episode. And then he got chosen like third. Yeah, I know. She second. must actually like him. Or yeah. she like these quiet guys. She might. Or maybe we don't fucking see it because we're seeing Will and Peter. Right. Like for and example. And Jamie. And Jamie. Well, I'm glad. I mean, Jamie. I wonder if he'll like be back on Paradise next summer or whatnot. 100%. He's such Count a man. He just seems like he wants to be in charge. So I feel like he's a better chance of trying to like 
pull some strings in paradise than here. I don't know. Um, the fight between Peter and Will really was such a waste of time. However, I did think the throwing of the jacket in the pool and then him fishing it out was quite funny. <laughs> I liked how Will handled it. So it made yeah. me change my mind on Will. Okay. Um, that he didn't even say anything to Michelle at all. He didn't give Peter like the satisfaction. He just yeah. fished he it out with some sort of device that didn't seem like a good What's a jacket fishing device? It's like a pool net when you're trying to like get like Yeah, I didn't see the net. Like so it toy. looked like a cleaner. Like it looked like the pool uh, net without the net. Oh, I didn't see the net part. So I was like, what is... <laughs> and that's why it kept falling back in the pool. <laughs> he like couldn't get a <laughs> grip funny. on it. <laughs> um, um, let's talk about the one-on-one with our beloved oh, wait. Rodney. Yes. Also, first Clayton signing. Yeah, so much Clayton. We actually... Actually heard from him. I felt like they re-edited it because there was no reason for Clayton to be in this episode. Like he didn't do anything, but he talked a lot at the end when they were talking about the Jamie situation and he got a lot of sound bites on the date. So I feel like they're trying to build up Clayton because there's otherwise no reason for him as to hear from him. This is the first episode that I'm like, oh, Clayton exists. <laughs> it was sort of like a little bit more than I needed because like, I'm just like, what's so special about this guy? But I guess we'll want to know about him before. before uh, I season. hope so. Otherwise, that's really weird that they picked him. I know. There must be something interesting about him. I hope we find out. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Let's move on. Let's talk about Rodney. One-on-one date. One-on-one, truth or dare. Um, the best part of the date was from the post-credit scene when he when he Xerox's uh, <laughs> face. That yeah, was, why did that make it in? Was it was so, so cute. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I, also, great eyebrow hairs. Yes. I think that Mich- this happened on Matt's season. Michelle really shines in these post-credit scenes. And it's like they almost don't know how to handle her charisma and like her humor. And so it gets relegated to like the very end of the episode. And it's just like, let's see her having a little bit more fun. I, I thought it was interesting with Rodney. She immediately addressed that he was in the friend zone. And like that was the vibe between them. But he does seem fun. Wait. Michelle said that? I thought yeah. someone else said that. No, she said it. Like, he, like, weaseled his way out of the friend zone, kind of. Oh, weaseled his way out of the friend zone. Someone's... Who? What, Malik. 
kind of said yeah. before their date that he saw them being friends. Yeah. Um, I really like Rodney. He seems so cute. Yeah, he's a, he's a sweetheart. I, also, the this, this streaking, that takes, no pun intended, some balls. That's just like, good, <laughs> good job, dude. <laughs> yeah, also weird. Tasha and Caitlin siding, siding during that. Yeah, I know. It's like, of course, you need to have like their like reaction or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was into Rodney. I think he's like, I don't know another way to say like cute. I think he's very like, like snuggly. Like you could like see yeah. like, him sort of like just like cozying up with him or whatever. Yeah. He seems like a good hang. Yeah, he does. He seems like he's just will like roll with it. The food tasting was funny. The, the callback to the pizza slash lasagna. Yeah. I liked it. Also, and the absolutely or whatever. Like abs- that was cute. Absolutely. Yeah. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. Whatever it was. Yeah. The, the whole thing was cute. Although and- I don't need to see them try food again. <laughs> I think she's forcing with him a little bit because she likes him. Like he's like a nice guy, but she's he's she's not into him in the same way. But he'll he'll be a great boyfriend for someone somewhere. For sure. Great husband. Great father. I wish him the best. And, you know, I think, like, she clearly feels comfortable talking to him about just, like, her background and, you know, the conversation about her parents and her mom. I thought that was, that was interesting. And, like, it's it's cool that she uses all of the moments, like, she can to really, like, be true to her, like, her story and, like, share what she wants. I feel like these, these relationships seem deeper because she's so open. Yeah. Yeah. Also... I, I, I hate comparing it to Katie, but that was just like the last season. It's so like recent that it, that's what I'm doing. But it seems like a lot of the guys are actually into her. Yeah. They also seem like kind of smarter than. Yeah. Than you often get. Like, or they just seem like sort of a more like substance to them. Yeah. Agreed. They have more to it say. Makes, it makes it a better watch. I mean, I felt the way again. I mean, I always bring it up. but I think like Hannah's season was good. And same with Caitlin Bristow because like the and, and Tasha like. When the guys are interesting or like when the contestants are actually interesting and have things to say, it's, it's more fun because you're like, okay, this is not just like some idiot pizzapreneur. And I think with Rodney, we saw that too. Yeah, which also brings us to the second group date. I was kind of not, I was very impressed with their ability to do this date. Oh my God. I couldn't come up with so many rhymes that quickly. I was really blown away. I mean, I was mostly I, blown away by Michelle. She had the, probably the most time to oh. plan, but. But yeah, all hers the guys. was really hers was really good. Yeah, Chris, tall Chris. I mean, he's been there, done this before. <laughs> clearly, because like he was a pro. Okay, tall Chris. He's an aspiring motivational speaker from Halifax. He who wore uh, he who wore the hoodie under his blazer. <sighs> My favorite look. I found him quite endearing, though. Like not for me. I found his enthusiasm and like his like just like sheer excitement to be really cute. And I it, like it just made me really like him a lot. I thought yeah. that was adorable. <laughs> I knew next to nothing about him before this episode. And by the end of the episode, I was happy that he got a rose. Yeah. He just seems like kind of a good guy too. Like he just seems yeah. like really we earnest. We haven't seen him in Michelle. So like, let's see, you know, they might have a little bit of chemistry right now. We just I don't know. Hi- I highly doubt it. If we haven't seen it already, I, I don't know if it's coming. Yeah, but, that's true. But he was, um, he was sweet. And my little Brandon is Brandon. just climbing the charts. <laughs> Brandon with the move of bringing her on stage. That was a really good move, dude. Good. Also, I was really nervous for him because like his line last week. Yeah. Well, first of all, can't spell his line last week. I was like, this is not going to go over well. And then he brought her to the stage and I was like, oh, I'm going to cringe. And then it was so good. 
<laughs> he was very sweet. I, they all really did do a good job. The only one who was horrible was uh, Jamie. <laughs> also, what the fuck was that? I don't know. It's just like, does he think he's too good to tell a personal story? Does he think he's too good to come up with rhymes? But like, even this story. And it just didn't didn't make any sense. It was like, a, I don't even know what the story was. It was like a parable. It was like a, it was like a, like a nursery rhyme fable or something. It was very strange. I was like, where is this going? What's the message in this? Like, I was so confused. Me too. I really didn't get it. <laughs> and like, she never even said anything about it. I think because she it was like bad. And so she just focused on the good ones. I do think she does that where like she doesn't dwell on the shitty stuff. And she instead like gives her time to the guy she's like actually excited about. And I was really happy for Brandon. It just seems like, you know. He, he oh, seems like a sweetheart. I'm really into, very, very into Brandon for her. Me too. How old is she again? I feel like I ask this every episode. I believe she's 28. Yeah, okay. So like, I also like Brandon being 26 because he seems like he's like not the average like 26, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, yeah. I think they could actually have like a lot of fun, grow together. I think he would be great with her little kindergarten kids or fifth grade. Fifth grade. <laughs> quite different. (laughs) (laughs) It's all the same to me. Um, Yeah. Like I just really like, I don't think he wins, but I really like Brandon for her. He definitely doesn't win, but yeah, Yeah. he's, he's in a crush in paradise. He's like going to find love with some sweet girl next summer. So Brandon, hold out. It'll be good for him. Him and Jasenia would be really cute. Oh, that's a nice idea. Yeah. I wonder what she's up to in general. Um, No idea. I thought that, you know, what do you think about Romeo? I just, every week we have to comment on Romeo until he's gone. The only thing I have to comment about him is at the rose ceremony, I was like, you're going to talk yourself into not getting a rose. <laughs> like, it was like two minutes of him just going on and on about, well, now this person's getting a rose and then the roses are dwindling and now maybe I don't get a rose. I'm like, bro, shut up. I think were I in that situation where I had to like write spoken word poetry about love, I would not work Romeo into it. Like he worked Juliet into it. And I was just like, nah, that was too, too easy, too contrived. So everyone's too expecting. on the nose. Yeah, exactly. Too on the nose as Callie holds a <laughs> tissue up to hers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, every week I'm just like, Romeo, show me something. Also, I'm not sure if I told you this, but I got the follow from Romeo on social media. So Ooh. pretty excited for our, our future podcast meeting. I, it's going to happen. Can't wait. Don't think that he found his Juliet if he's still looking. <laughs> I, I'm concerned that perhaps he just wants to be famous, but I mean, that's okay. Whatever. Well, he seems <sighs> to have dyed his hair blonde per Halloween. For Halloween. He's the Harvard grad though, right? Yeah, Harvard mathematician. <sighs> yeah, I guess like, why do you need to be on the show? I guess a mathematician was- though. What do you do with that? I think he just, uh, it seems like he works at a startup. I did a deep dive on him last week. I think that also just people go on the show because like they get asked to like, apparently Joe was found via LinkedIn. Um, I think do a lot of recruiting on LinkedIn. Apparently someone, I got a few messages about that. So who knows? Somehow they have 5 billion recruiters because (laughs) like, if you're just walking around, someone will walk up. Like it's happened to me multiple times. I remember the first time it happened to me, I was like probably like 22 maybe in Lord and Taylor's. I don't know if that still exists in Boston. Oh and God. I thought that it was like the coolest thing ever. To, you were asked to be on The Bachelor? I mean, they wanted me to like, I don't know what they call it. Submit an application. Yeah. Application. Yeah. Whatever it so. is. Yeah. Yeah. They asked uh, me if I'd have interest, if I would be willing to submit an application. Could they take my picture? 
And Did I was like, it? oh my gosh. Did no. you want to do it? No, I just thought it was really cool. You just, ha- just want happy to be asked. Yeah. I remember telling my mom <laughs> like, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> and she was like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I also don't know if like I fully understood. Like I think maybe at the time at 22, I thought they were asking me to be the bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> not sure. You're like, sure, I'd love to find love. Oh, I'm man. trying to figure out why else I would think it was so cool, but I really was like so happy with myself. Yeah, that's great. That's but like really- where how do they have these recruiters just like roaming the streets everywhere? Casting directors. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, in Lord and Taylor's in Boston? <laughs> I like how you've added an S, like it's Bachelors in Paradise. Lord and Taylor's. It's just Lord and Taylor. Oh, is no it S. just Taylor? Yeah. I think I do that a lot. Um, let's talk about the guys who went home. Let's start with LT. He who has never spoken, but is the grandson of Clint Eastwood. That oh, is yeah. fucking what? weird. Really? So, so crazy. <laughs> also, you can like see it. It's yeah, totally. I then went to the new, I was like Googling it. And there's a New York post article about it from right when the show aired. And yeah, it, it so it's, he's Clint Eastwood's grandson. Apparently. So um, random. Yeah. And apparently he also, his mother would like, d- didn't grow up with Clint Eastwood. Like she was put up for adoption. So he only um, like reunited, I think with the family or met the family like somewhat recently. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So 30 years after his mother was put up for adoption, she found, I Clint wonder, Eastwood. does he want to be an actor? Who knows? He was the guy who came in without no pants. So he's gone. Also gone to Spencer who we never got to hear from. Yeah. They showed Spencer on a date. And on the first first group, group date. date, yeah, first group date, and then in the rose ceremony, I for a second was like, "Wait, what's going on? Did they forget to crop that guy out?" Like I <laughs> hadn't seen him. I don't think. I thought that he clearly had like something with Michelle, where she did like get to know him at some point because she referred to him as Spence when they had some one on one time in that cocktail party. Yeah. Also, when they showed their interaction, he seems like such a cute, yeah. like, nice guy. Seems sweet. I was sad Malik was gone. I was like, I wanted to know more about him, but now he's out. I'm fine. Okay. And then we got fine. Moving on. We also lost Peter. We're super happy about that. Thank God. Very happy about that. And the last one to go was... Spencer. There was four, though. LT, Spencer. Oh, Peter, Malik, and Jamie. There you go. Jamie and Peter in one episode. This was a great episode. I know. It just feels like Michelle's really in control. It's It's great stuff. And everyone is just the, the guys she has is a lot of a lot of winners, a lot of guys that just seem like they'd be, you know, totally fine to date. Give them a shot. Yeah. So she doesn't have a horrible group of guys. <laughs> I think that just like the ones who are bad are really bad. Like Chris, the commodities broker. I hate like I just can tell next. Yeah, week I'm, I'm going to hate him even more. Peter, he was horrible. LT didn't speak. Um, Chris is Chris, the motivational speaker. Like while I found him really endearing, I also could see where like, if you're Jamie, you think he's kind of a joke. Um, Oh no, I don't think he's a joke. (laughs) Also, like we said, um, Leroy holiday, Joe and Nate are good looking. I I think Jamie's good looking too. No, I do. I think it's sort of like it has like an older man vibe to him that I find appealing. No, Jamie is not for me. Also, I'm really into personality. So like, I can't even like think he's attractive. <laughs> I, I like would never want to, you know, be involved with him. But I think he's I think he's handsome. I do. Could you can you imagine dating him? No, 
Absolutely not. He seems like he'd be really condescending. Yeah, so. he definitely he definitely gave off like elitist vibes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Which is not like it's like not like in a funny way like Bennett. It was just sort of like a jerk. Yeah, I think he is a jerk. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's clear. It's very clear. I think he is a jerk, but I, I think part of it is him like projecting. Like, I think he wants everyone to think he's better than everybody else. He's trying to give off a certain energy and it got him kicked out. So just the line was so bizarre. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it wasn't good. No, it, it wasn't. wasn't. It wasn't good. Li- it wasn't good. Lying. Do you think anyone can win this outside of Joe, Nate and Brandon? <sighs> yes. Who? I think Rick has a chance. Rick is sweet. He was really sweet. I, I liked him too. And the, the way he just confronted her, it was, uh, was effective. Yeah. He just seems normal, like a nice, normal dude. She's just not that excited about him though. Also, I don't think no, the, but the snitch can win. He didn't snitch. I don't think a snitch has ever won. Wait, how did he snitch? Or I guess he's, he like just sort of, I guess Jamie was a snitch, but the sort of like the one who opened up the drama. Rick? Yeah, because he she he asked her about. Yeah, but I feel like he it wasn't like a a, it wasn't a snitch because she was really the snitch. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) That is true. But I just like when you're associated with the drama like that, you can't win. Yeah, I don't know. I did. It didn't feel like it had any blowback on him whatsoever in the episode. Yeah, I think. it. But I also because the guys were so united on it. She's spoken a lot about her experience as a woman of color, and I. It doesn't seem like she's actually interested in white guys. Yeah, I will agree with that. Which I, I think it's like... She was very careful today, or tonight, about the conversation she had with Rodney about having a partner who would just never understand. Or yeah. having, a par- having a partner who didn't understand. And then she made sure to go back and say, I'm not saying that they, I'm, I'm not saying that they can't handle it properly, right. but that I was with someone who didn't handle it properly. Right. Properly. I think because her parents are interracial, she obviously has the example of, and they're still together. She has an example of it working, but she just, yeah, but she just, she just seems interested in dating a man of color, which I think also makes sense based on her being from Minneapolis and like the last year and a half. And also I love during her spoken word that they like did like a four second shot of Joe's reaction to what she was saying. Me too. too. I I thought it was cute because I feel like they can relate to each other on a different Level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And she must feel that. And that's why there's a connection there. Also, uh, you know, I agree with you. And I thought it was interesting. Oh, I guess this was the episode where I was like, we did not get to know her during Matt season because I don't no. remember her talking about this at all. And clearly it's very important to her. Yeah. And and you would think that her and Matt would have talked about it since he also has interracial parents. And so... It, they did her such a disservice because she's like clearly very sure of herself. And yeah. also I think because she's a teacher, the way she speaks to the men as a group is like really impressive. And I think it's partially from being a teacher and like knowing how to command the attention of like of a group of people ahead of you. And you just, we didn't get any of that from her. No, I, sometimes when she talks to the group though, it does seem like a teacher. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know what I mean? She's defaulting like, on the she'll skills be that she very- has. She's like very precise sometimes where I'm like, this is kind of just like a like back and forth. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, very teachery. 
I think that she's also trying to do a good job as the Bachelorette. And not in the way that Katie was like, and again, I don't mean to keep shitting on Katie, but it was just was a bad season. Katie was trying, <laughs> Katie was trying to follow like the rules of the show, right? And like wanted to like be kind of prototypical Bachelorette. I feel like Michelle is trying to do right by herself and yeah. trying to like present herself in the best light possible, which is great. Like, everyone should, I mean, you know, I feel like Jamie could relate to that thinking about the audience, but it makes her seem sometimes like almost like too composed. But I, I think that's better than, you know, many of the other options. So far, so good. A plus for Michelle. It just looks amazing all the time. Yeah. I'm just, love, I, I'm, love it. I, I still think Joe wins. I don't know. I know you think he self-eliminates, but. I think he's too shy. I just, I feel like, I feel like you I have to emote, emote more to, I, to like, Tell her that you're ready for it. And I don't see. I think doing he's that. too shy to self-eliminate. I think he would stick with it even if he wants to. Well, truth and time also, will tell all. We got to see a little bit of action at the cocktail party from Joe. He said like four a li- sentences. A little bit. A tiny bit. <laughs> and they were talking about him. You would think we would have gotten way more. That was pretty weird that like there's like this conversation. That's a great point. I didn't think about it. That like this drama is about if he knew Michelle or not. And he doesn't ever like set the record straight. He doesn't defend Never. her. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's really simple that he could have been like, what? I know. I he just doesn't do it. That's pretty weird. Oh my God. All right. Well, well, wait, someone pointed out to me that she said, speaking of the situation, I think maybe part of it is why he's not saying anything. She said in the last episode, I DM'd him a few years back. Mm-hmm. And it was back and forth twice. And then he didn't, he, then he ghosted me, which I don't know if that's a ghost, but whatever. But he said he didn't. It was last because, summer. Yeah. So something's, something's I know. amiss. But she didn't refute that when she was talking to him directly. So I think it's more likely that he was saying like whatever it is. Also, she had just gotten back from Matt's season, I guess, then when that happened. No, it was before Matt's season. Excuse me. Yeah, I don't I know. Mean, I know We're it's gonna need pandemic some clarity and people have time issues like I do all the time. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so maybe that's it. But a few years and right. last year seems like a stretch. It definitely does. It definitely does. So oh, we need some clarity on that. Um, yeah. On Thursday, my guest is Lori Kay from Lori Kay PR. You might not know her name off the top of your head, but she is like the social media agent for like all of these Bachelor people and Jackson Brittany and like just a lot of reality folks. So I'm really, she works in PR. I'm really excited to talk to her and hear about the tricks of the trade, how she got into this business. Um, she works with so many of these reality people. So I'm pretty excited. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you, Kaya McMullen for producing this episode. Thank you to Callie's newborn baby for joining us. <laughs> and <laughs> we will be back next Tuesday. Adios. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
you might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.